coming up next on the Holistic Wealth Podcast. Study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention add to the evidence that there is a teen mental health crisis with particularly concerning numbers surrounding teen girls, but also teen boys. The survey found around one in three high school girls in the U.S. have seriously considered attempting suicide and more than half of teen girls 57 percent reported feeling persistently sad or hopeless and that's a record high you're listening to the holistic wealth podcast with host keisha blair author of holistic wealth and founder of the institute on holistic wealth and now here's your host keisha blair today we have an important solo episode on teen mental health and the teen mental health crisis. And this is a topic so dear to me as a mother of three kids. And I've seen the impacts that this crisis can have personally. And it's such an important topic for us to address on this podcast, because as you know, mental health is a critical part of holistic wealth. It's such a critical part of holistic wealth. And as we get into the summer months, I know a lot of parents are thinking about what to do, you know, with their kids and teens and how to make them active during this time. And of course, we have to think about their mental health as well. So there's been so many studies done to date regarding the teen mental health crisis. And of course, our sponsor is the Institute on Holistic Wealth. And you can go on the website for a range of resources there's so many resources to also help parents, people dealing with teens. And at the end of this episode, I'll also outline some more in detail. But I just wanted to get into the meat of this episode with you to just outline the record level of sadness and violence in not only teen girls, but teen boys. So according to the CDC, 57%, 57% felt sad or hopeless in 2021 doubling the rate of teen boys. So we have a critical issue that we all should be concerned about. This is the future of the world, the future generation, and it's something that we absolutely need to address. So results from a recent study from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention add to the evidence that there is a teen mental health crisis with particularly concerning numbers surrounding teen girls, but also teen boys. The survey found around one in three high school girls in the U.S. have seriously considered attempting suicide and more than half of teen girls, 57 percent, reported feeling persistently sad or hopeless. And that's a record high. In contrast, 14 percent of high school boys told a 2021 survey that they had seriously considered attempting suicide. And that's up from 13% in 2021. Now, it's unbelievable how sad these statistics are, especially when we know how COVID-19 had hit certain populations more. We know that teens who face racism, especially in certain marginalized communities, are facing it harder than ever. And of course, dealing with social media also adds to it. So personally, I just want to start with a personal anecdote. And this is the reason why I am doing this episode this week is because my son, my 14 year old son came to me one day and we were at the dinner table just eating. And he said, mom, 
when you were my age, did you know anyone that committed suicide? And I said to him, no, I really didn't. When I was growing up, it wasn't as prevalent as it is now. And I said to him, why are you asking? What's going on? Is something bothering you? Why would you bring up this topic now? And he said, well, my friend just committed suicide. He committed suicide just this morning. And I was bowled over. I said, which friend is it? And he said, it's a friend who I got introduced to by another friend. He lives out in BC, in Canada. He lives in Vancouver. And we would play games all the time online. And, you know, he seemed happy. But recently, he started to echo concerns. So his mother died a few years ago. And his sister actually committed suicide after her mother's death. So his sister committed suicide. So by then, he had lost two family members. And he said he lived with his dad and his dad was contemplating moving to England and he would be all alone. And while he echoed to Alex and his other friends that he loved his friends, he felt terribly alone, felt grief, felt utter loneliness. And he wrote a simple goodbye to them. But of course, not knowing what that meant, they just probably thought he meant goodbye for the day I'm gone. And the following day, they found out he had committed suicide. Now, these are 14-year-olds. And as you can imagine, my son was absolutely devastated. And so was I. I'm doing this episode right now and I'm talking to you about it. And it feels like an out-of-body experience. As a parent of three teens, I honestly can't emphasize the importance of the mental health of our teens in our society today. And so I just wanted to offer my experience, how I dealt with it, so that if you're listening in and you're thinking about how to help your teen, that you can pick up some tips and strategies throughout this episode. And of course, feel free to email me afterwards with your thoughts and your suggestions. And please feel free to spread this episode. We need this shared in our various networks. So I've just gone through these statistics of that mental health crisis. And so parents have so much work to do. There's so much on our plates to make sure that our teens are okay. But I think this is our number one priority. And I don't think anyone would disagree with me right now that our kids and teens are number one priority and their mental health is our number one priority. And there's a thin line between normalcy in their lives and things going awry. There is an absolute thin line. If you can think about a sheer curtain, one day things can be completely fine and the next day it's gone awry. And it can happen through tragedy in their lives. It can happen through so many, it can happen through bullying at school, whether they're being bullying by other friends or other kids at school or online cyberbullying. It can happen because of the parent's death. It can be so many reasons, but there is a thin line between normalcy and not. And so we have to be vigilant, extremely vigilant with picking up cues from our kids and making sure that we're digging and we're asking pertinent questions to get to the bottom of what's happening. So I know that, you know, teens will go through moodiness. They will go through moods. And sometimes you think, oh, yeah, you know, they're just being kids. They're just being teenagers. But there are certain signs that we can look out for 
telltale signs that, you know, our kids are suffering. So some telltale signs of something more serious in your teen could be longer lasting low moods. So if you see intense, longer lasting low moods, like for instance, you're picking up your kid from school and you're saying, how was school? And uh, it was, you know, so the response isn't exciting. It isn't uplifting. It's, it isn't, you know, hopeful. It's more of a case of this disinterest. It makes me sad to even talk about it. That's also a reason for concern. When you see your kid becoming more isolated or withdrawn, not wanting to socialize or see friends, that could also be a telltale sign. Not wanting to get out of bed. So, you know, they drag themselves, low energy, sluggish. Or if you see them becoming even more physically aggressive, or if you see the behavior becoming more toxic, or if you see them engaging in high-risk behaviors, and this could be for older teens, right? If you notice other high-risk behaviors or, you know, substance abuse. So those are just some telltale signs, but there's so many things that we need to be in tune with and that open communication between parents and their teens is actually critical and leaving that line open for them to share just about anything about their day with you and carving out that time at the end of the day for them to just come sit and just in a relaxed atmosphere, just talk about anything. Any silly thing that's going on in my kids' lives is something hugely important and of significance to me. And I want them to know that even if it seems so silly and so insignificant that it's not, it's really important because everything about their life is important. So discussing the emotional impact of losing a friend to suicide. So for instance, when Alex told me about that, instantly I had to kick into another gear of not just parent now, but of a counselor of sort of therapist that I know as parents you know, we're thinking, wow, but I'm not that. But if your child comes and says, well, my friend just killed himself, mom, and it just happened two hours ago, then automatically, I think many of us, we have to, you know, put ourselves in that position to automatically become a quasi a counselor, therapist, friend, everything, parent in one. And of course, it's easy to get emotional when you hear that news. And I was so emotional. But it's also important to also allow that listening air for him to give you those details about what happened and why it happened. And of course, to create that safe space for him to express his emotions. So we become that role, as I said, of a trusted adult counselor, therapist in offering guidance and assistance. And of course, I discussed some coping mechanisms with Alex and there's so many exciting things for kids to take advantage of, whether it's art and kids have their different hobbies. Teens too have their different hobbies, whether it's through art, origami, physical activity, you know, whether your kid likes basketball or soccer or journaling, but there are ways of getting them excited about these things. Again, when they're in a period of grief and they're in a period of transition. And in my book, Holistic Wealth, of course, I spoke about my own grief when Alex's father died, when he was just eight weeks old, and how those hobbies actually helped me channel that grief. And it's the same thing with our teens. The same advice is so pertinent and relevant for them 
getting outdoors. Nature is a healer. Nature is a natural antidepressant. And how can we help create that environment for them? And of course, there's strategies for parents to model healthy grieving and healthy emotional expression with our teens, right? And so instantly I asked Alex, first of all, I'm sure you're remembering your friend in a very positive way. Keep those positive thoughts in your heart, the ones that make you smile, the days that you played with him that made you so joyful. And he, he smiled. And I said, I want you to keep that. Just keep those moments. Just focus on that. When you think about your friend and that helped him, it helped him to think about and to kind of contextualize. So having that open communication, creating that safe space, normalizing the grief process and acknowledging to your team that everyone experiences grief differently. So in the death of a friend, encourage them to do what makes them feel safe, what makes them feel secure and allows them to process their grief in healthy ways. And so it's so important for us to model healthy grieving and healthy emotional expression for them as well. And as I also spoke about in my book, Holistic Wealth, building resilience in teens is so important right now, especially after COVID-19, especially given the fact that we are in a mental health crisis, that our teens globally are facing a mental health crisis. And so what strategies can we use for teens to build resilience in the face of strategies, in the face of tragedies? Some of them I spoke about in Holistic Wealth and relationships are so critical for teens. And that's also a critical part of Holistic Wealth or relationships. And I spoke about loose ties and close ties in the book. And I spoke about close ties being our very, very close friends or family or close-knit network. Those are our close ties. And of course, they're super important to us. Absolutely. But we need to help foster the loose ties as well. We need to help our teens foster those loose ties as well. So what are the loose ties? The loose ties are our acquaintances. People might not be in our close network, but they're acquaintances that we know. And they help us to build our toolbox. And when we think about that toolbox, we're thinking about that resilience toolbox that we can help our teens build. And our loose ties are very critical in helping us build that toolbox. They introduce new ideas, new skills. They help us to get out of our comfort zone because our close ties, normally, normally we have the same interests, right? And we do the same things with them all the time. It's routine. It's not getting us out of our comfort zone, but our loose ties introduce us to new ideas, new concepts. And help our teens build resilience because they're getting them out of their comfort zone in a positive way. And that's so important when we think about building resilience. So it's important when we think about things like mindfulness, writing, creative outlets, and helping our teens live through this crisis, you know, not facing confusion, anger, and sadness and feelings of guilt. Facing that, you know, life with more positive vim and vigor, more life and sharing with them age appropriate information, because, you know, it's unbelievable that when we're explaining to them the language that we use, examples that we use also need to be age appropriate. So when discussing sensitive and challenging topics, 
it's important to be sensitive, to be open. And sometimes when we have those delicate conversations, finding a quiet, comfortable space where you can have a private conversation without distractions or time constraints. And it's important for us as parents and as adults, as mentors, to be calm and composed, even when they're breaking news to us that's heartbreaking. It's important for us to be calm, remain as calm, as composed as we can. And it's amazing the cues that our children take from our demeanor, you know, starting with empathy and validation, beginning the conversation by acknowledging your child's feelings, validating their emotions, letting them know it's normal. It's normal to be sad. It's normal to feel like crying. It's normal to be confused right now. It's normal to feel guilty. And it's also normal to feel anger right now. Active listening by encouraging your child to express their thoughts and emotions openly with your undivided attention, maintaining eye contact and avoiding any interruptions or judgments in the moment is also important. And of course, for us to be honest in and openly talking about, in my case, talking about suicide. If you're talking about suicide with your teen, addressing any misconceptions that they may have, you know, with compassion and sensitivity, really talking about the issue writ large with them and why it's such an important topic, validating their feelings, as I said before, and encouraging these coping strategies, helping your child find healthy ways to express themselves. And we mentioned some of that before and providing that support and reassurance and of course, monitoring their well-being. And it will be an ongoing monitoring process, keeping an eye on social media usage. Social media is such a big thing for teens right now, but if it's impacting their ability to function, impacting their ability to do their homework, to be with their friends, to go to school, then it becomes codependency. And we don't want to have our teens codependent with social media and their phones And, you know, when it comes on to our child circles, like their friend circles and their network, you know, especially for older teens and, you know, once they get older, then it becomes almost harder to monitor that circle there. But just try to have open communication and build that support system to have a good sense of where your teen is and what they're up to. And, you know, these are some of the strategies. There's so many things right now. For instance, parents are planning summer activities. And I also wanted to talk about that as, you know, this is the final week of school for some schools, for some teens and kids. They're already off. This is in the case of my kids. And as parents were thinking about their mental health, keeping them active over the summer. So creating a summer schedule for kids is vital. And, you know, while we don't want to overschedule kids, we want them to feel relaxed over the summer. It's a good time. It's a good time to remind them of some skills or some goals they may want to catch up over the summer holidays and to create that summer schedule. And there's so many ideas online in terms of that daily schedule that you can create. I'm looking at one right now and giving each day a theme, for instance, so activities are not monotonous and they're different week by week and knocking off items from that summer bucket list. And as parents and teens and kids, we can also enjoy right? Knocking off lists, knocking off the items on our summer bucket list. So if you meet as a family and think about that summer bucket list, that's also 
a way to schedule a guide to schedule those simple daily activities and you know just to give you some ideas of what that summer schedule could look like make something monday take a trip tuesday water day wednesday thinking and thoughtful thursday and fun days outside friday so it's really spanning the gamut of you know holistic wealth and it's also introducing holistic wealth to our teens in a very fun positive way and in a very simple way because you know it's amazing how as parents and as adults we think about our holistic wealth bank account and filling our holistic wealth bank accounts with activities that enrich us make us feel more whole activities that compound in our holistic wealth bank account like interest like compound interest and build on each one it's the same thing for our teens and kids they also have their holistic wealth bank accounts and that needs to be enriched and constantly enriched and it needs to be focused on in the summer holidays too while they're off and they have more time and so these are just some ideas i can put some links in at the end of this episode so you can see this summer schedule and as i said there's so many different activities right when you think about let's say take a trip tuesday it could be to a local museum could be a park it's strawberry picking season, taking a bike ride, going fishing, roller skating, going to the pool, playing mini golf, feeding the ducks, having a picnic, going on a hike. And that take a trip Tuesday is a physical part of that holistic wealth bank account. And if we look at Wednesdays, for instance, it can be similar where it, different activities in terms of getting outside, thinking and thoughtful Thursday, for instance. That could be activities like reading a book, building with blocks for younger kids, conducting a science experiment, baking cookies for a neighbor, picking flowers for someone, walking the dog. It could mean teen yoga, meditation. And so as we think about the different aspects of holistic wealth and how we can embrace holistic wealth with our teens, these are some of the things that we can do. And of course, when we think about screen-free activities, because I know for parents, there's also that emphasis and there's also that concern and anxiety about teens spending too much screen time and having screen-free activities is critical. And these can be embedded in our summer schedule, in that summer bucket list. And so it gives our kids that predictability about the summer. It gives them meaning. It gives them something to look forward to, to plan for their summer holidays. It helps them to stay in control of their emotions and manage transitions without falling apart. And as a parent, that routine gives us structure and it makes us feel more organized and in control, right? So that we're not thinking, oh my gosh, it's summer and I have no plans for the kids. It's the beginning of summer. It's a good time. You know, I train students, like I also train students in terms of building that holistic wealth portfolio. It's a good time for families to think about that holistic wealth portfolio, to think about how we can build them, to build it during the different seasons of our lives. And the summer season is an excellent time to incorporate the more physical, mental health parts of it. And of course, the other parts in terms of spiritual well-being for our kids as well. And it helps keep our children from being, you know, listless, aimless, and it helps them with their routine, right? And it reminds them that the summer, even though they're off, it's a time 
where they can continue to enrich themselves in a positive way. So those are some things I wanted to share with you. There's so many things that span the gamut of dealing with teen mental health. And of course, we'll be addressing that somewhere on the podcast in future episodes. I just wanted to kickstart this conversation as like an introductory episode on this because I think we're all walking this together and we're all looking for ideas together. And I'm walking this journey with you on this podcast. And feel free to reach out to me. There are a few resources on the Institute on Holistic Wealth website, and you can also become a member of the Institute. We have so many resources for parents to help you also also help your child. There's a new certification program called the Psychology of Counseling that's available that is so, so helpful for parents. Even if you're not a coach, even if you're not a counselor, you don't need to be a trained coach or a counselor. You just need to want to be able to help more, help your own child more in a more meaningful, practical way. You don't have to use the certification to then, you know, go on to train other people. You could just use it in your life. That's also available. That is helpful for parents. We're also working on another one coming on stream that is more targeted and focused on this topic. But the one that's there now is also very helpful. There's also the course on holistic healing with strategies that we can also use with our teens and in our own lives. And as parents, that's also very pertinent to this topic and to the topic of teen mental health and adult mental health. And of course, for those who are dealing with any kind of trauma and any kind of money trauma, the certification, the trauma of money certification is also there. That's helpful. So there are a range of resources. And as I said, becoming a member of the Institute also is very critical because there are resources there just for members that are also very helpful to help parents and teens, to help anyone who's in the community that wants to help. It will enable you to help your community, help those around you, help your own teens and kids, help your grandkids, help those that you mentor. And it's such a critical time in or, you know, in our generation. And sometimes we have a once in a generation impact. We have once in a generation time to do these things, to help. And our kids are the most important things in our life. And I know everyone feels the same. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Please share this episode with a friend. Please share it with your network. Please share it with those around you. And I hope that it was helpful in terms of picking up some strategies and tips. You know, sometimes our kids are being bullied at school. They don't come forward to say anything and it just festers beneath the surface because sometimes in our daily lives, we, we get so busy. Like I'm a mom of three kids. So I know how busy it can become from day to day to day. And we're focused on, you know, just getting through, getting dinner on the table, getting our work done, getting things done. And so things lag behind. And so these are important reminders, important reminders too, especially as we head into the summer season of how we can enrich our kids and our teens holistic wealth bank account and our family's holistic wealth bank account so we can work together and feel free to reach out to me if you need help with any aspect of coaching. My email is info at keishablair.com. I'm here to help and feel free to reach out if you want me to delve deeper into any aspect of this episode or of a previous episode, or if you want me to address another topic in a future episode, I'm always happy to hear from listeners 
If you have been listening and tuning in, please leave us a review. We also love reviews on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find the podcast when you leave your reviews and you can send them into us to post on our website. We're launching a new Holistic Wealth Podcast website soon. It's up and we're going to be having an official launch of that with your testimonials, with your reviews. And if you just want to shoot me an email, if you can't figure out how to leave it on Apple Podcasts or you're too busy right now and you just want to shoot me an email to say, Keisha, this episode was so useful. Here's why I love to absolutely hear from listeners. So much goes into producing this podcast on a weekly basis. And we do this for you. We do this in service of my mission of advancing holistic wealth around the globe. And so hearing from you means the world to me. Have a great week, everyone. I wish you so much love, so much holistic wealth. Teens and your kids are so precious. Lots of love to you. And as we go forth into the summer season with our kids and teens and providing them with the environment to thrive and flourish, I'm hoping that some of these tips will be useful as you kick off your summer bucket list, as you kick off your summer schedule, and we'll think about our teens' mental health and we'll make that a priority. Have a great week, everyone. The Holistic Wealth Podcast with Keisha Blair is brought to you by... Have you joined the Institute on Holistic Wealth? If you haven't already, what are you waiting for? Choose your membership plan at the Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. As a member, you'll get access to free worksheets, advice, coaching, and an intentional design workshop. As you start to live a more holistically wealthy lifestyle, you'll want to stay for a very long time. So go to Institute on Holistic Wealth slash memberships to join. If you haven't read the book yet, pick up a copy of the award-winning best-selling Holistic Wealth 36 Life Lessons to help you recover from disruption, find your life purpose, and achieve financial freedom.